0: Hey ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put A Ring On It podcast.
1: Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts.
0: (laughs) You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes.
1: And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information.
0: And we didn't want you to miss out. So please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-a-r-o-i.
1: Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way.
0: Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as 2 bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more.
1: All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Warby Parker. Get five pairs of glasses to try on in your own home for five days, for free, visit WarbyParkerTrial.com slash ring.
1: This is the Put a Ring on It Podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DP Weddings and fellow bride-to-be.
0: And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography, husband, father, and I make the best scrambled eggs in the entire world.
1: The Put A Ring On It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone involved in planning a wedding who wants the confidence to pull off an amazing wedding celebration with their most favorite people on the planet.
0: Every other week, we share practical planning advice, insider tips, and behind the scenes stories from our own adventures in the wedding world. We pull back the veil and have honest conversations about real things, about stressful things, and about all the things that go into planning a wedding. Are you ready? Let's do this.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 59 of the Put A Ring On It podcast. Dan, I'm so excited for today's episode. How are
0: you? Good. We we have one one more episode before the end of the season yeah, and then a nice break. where We're going to be able to get refreshed and think of a whole bunch of new things that we're going to do for the next season, season six.
1: Are we going to wow. be able to think of a whole bunch of new things? I hope we're going to be able to think of a whole bunch of new things.
0: Hopefully people just send us a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Could be a lot better.
1: People <laughs> anyway, have been, you guys, our listeners are ringers. I'm swear. I'm going to get that to stick that you guys have been so wonderful in sending us stuff. I, Absolutely! Don't shake your head at me, Dan. Dan shaking ne- his head Ringers at me, guys. Ringers is
0: never going to stick.
1: Ringers is going to stick because I use it uh, on all the social medias, and that's how <laughs> life works. So, Dan, what are we talking about today?
0: Today we're going to talk about
1: toasts. Yeah, like avocado toasts, Um, just like just like a really classic butter toast.
0: Toasts or speeches, same thing. No, no, no. I'm going to say yeah. speeches so you can't make that silly joke. Um, so when sure. we were episode. A- when we were episoding, when we were brainstorming for season five, we knew we wanted to do an episode on toasts. And um, the toast that I did at our wedding was probably one of my favorite parts of the wedding because I actually don't see too many of them. And I'm actually really excited that we have another person on this show who's going to talk about how awesome toasts are and maybe give some people some tips on how to do a great toast.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we're, you know, Dan and I, we're frequent attendees of weddings, so we definitely hear them a lot. And as with every episode, we have opinions and tips on the matter. But I'm pretty sure it was kismet because um, when we decided to place this episode as late in the season as we did, um, like Dan said, we just have one more to go before the end of season five, we were As we were preparing for this episode, um, we got an email from this wonderful woman named Beth Sherman who's a comedy writer from Los Angeles. And we're just gonna brag a little bit because Beth has won seven Daytime Emmy Awards and you've very likely seen her work on shows like Ellen, The Tonight Show, David Letterman and more. She's absolutely hilarious. I got down a major rabbit hole watching the videos on her site. <laughs> but the reason she's on is because she's recently um, recently fallen into a little sideline writing with... Um, adding comedy to all kinds of speeches, especially wedding speeches. She has ghostwritten nearly 100 best man speeches, groom speeches, father of the bride speeches, toasts for the rehearsal dinner, speeches for friends, family, acting as officiants, and even ghostwritten the vows themselves, you guys. So needless to say, I'm super excited um, to have Beth here. I have a feeling that everyone out there listening is going to have a great time listening um, to this episode. So Beth, thank you for being on the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You're up in our cool factor. So we just gave you a brief introduction, but is there anything else that you feel like gushing or bragging about before we jump in?
2: Gushing or bragging, boy, you haven't met a lot of comedy writers. Uh,
1: <laughs> self- esteem is not one of our main uh, attributes. Um well,
2: also, well, in addition to comedy writing, uh, I was a stand-up comic for a lot of years. I did the road. I, 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 writing has always been my my first uh, vocation, mostly because it pays my mortgage um but i love doing stand up and i've done a lot of stand up over the years so when i write speeches i'm writing them as you know i'm i'm approaching them as a writer but i'm also approaching them as something that needs to be delivered and as someone that has been in front of a lot of audiences and in front of a lot of audiences that have had a lot to drink um <laughs> and nice. well and, and also so so i've been in front and i've watched a lot of stand up i've watched a lot of shows Um, And I've sat through a lot of shows, so um, I have opinions on what makes good stage presence. And even if you're not doing a giant kind of presentation, even if it's just a two, three minute uh, toast, there's still things that you can do to make it better for you and, more importantly, the audience.
0: (laughs) Can I take a a side... Can I take a sidetrack here and ask who your favorite comics are and, like, what, what, who, who is inspiring to you to get into writing and and just stand up comedy, uh, itself? Uh, I
2: have, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I think Wanda Sykes, uh, just makes me laugh. I could listen to her read The Phone Book. (laughs) Um, there, I mean, George Carlin, the, I didn't listen to music growing up. I, I was up in my room listening to uh, Carlin, George Carlin albums. Uh, Bill Cosby, it was a different time. We didn't know, <laughs> yep. um, but yep. I had all of his routines memorized. Um, so that that's just kind of how my brain got wired. Yeah. Now I love... Um, there's a guy called Jim Jeffries who really makes me laugh. He's filthy, but he he has a point. He's an he's a master storyteller. Yeah. Uh, and it's always, always worth the ride. if you cool. if you hang in. If you watch thirty seconds, you'll think, I don't know. If you watch an hour, you're converted for
1: life. That's awesome.
0: there was um there was a comedian like when I was really young named Paula Poundstone. <gasps> and she was probably. She was one of the first people I ever heard and she has this bit about um, being on an airplane and the the pilot like purposely flying the plane crooked so the people on the right can't see cool stuff. And I just like that was the, the first stuff that I ever got. I'm not a huge comedy nerd but like there's certain things that I like and that was she was one of the first – that was one of the first bits I ever heard that like made me really laugh and make me get into this and want to, you know, go to comedy shows. Like Helium Comedy Club is a big one in Philly that I would go to a bunch and yeah, it was really cool. So I was just curious who you liked. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, can we start with a question that's just really going to show off my intelligence? Um, what is ghostwriting exactly?
2: So, ghostwriting essentially is is me re- writing for you. So you take all the credit. It all comes <laughs> out of your mouth, um, but I'm I'm the little elf behind the scenes writing what you're going to say.
1: Hmm. Makes sense. I. I I love this idea so much. Um, I think anytime you're presenting yourself in such a, a vulnerable way, I think you want to start on the best foot possible. And for a lot of us, speech writing might not be your strength, and there's nothing wrong with, with hiring someone to help you or, or asking for help. I mean, after all, you probably didn't you didn't sew your dress or you didn't make your bouquet or bake your cake. There's, there's no shame in this concept. Um, so I really like that.
0: Um, and this maybe this is like getting too far down like the rabbit hole or too far in like the logistics question, but like, how do you, do you like, like as you're writing something, how do you um, like make it some, like make it their own or like leave room for them to extemporate or, or is it pretty much like you're just writing and they're reading off cards or do you adjust your approach as you're writing for that person? Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of questions in there, sorry.
1: Yeah, well,
2: it, it's basically, it's a full, so when I say ghost writing, it's not, you know, just, it's it's not a puppet show um, it's a collaboration. So, mm-hmm. and of course this, I don't know this person. I don't know this person's friends. I don't know anything yeah. about them. So I'll, what I'll do is, and I can ghostwrite as much or as little as, as the client wants. So someone could come to me and say, I, here's something I wrote. I, I think it's, I think it's a seven. I want it to be a 10 or I think it's mm-hmm. a three and I'm losing my mind cause I it can't be a three.
1: <laughs> can right. you help
2: me? Um, and they can send that to me or they can say, I just don't know where to start or I'm too busy. Or can you give me a starting point? So what I'll typically do is I will, uh, send well, first I'll find out just the basic situation. Okay. You are the bridesmaid or you're the, the maid of honor. You want your best friend is getting married and you want to blow the best man speech out of the water. So, okay, so tell me about how did you meet the bride, your your best friend, how did you meet the bride? How did she meet the groom? Um, Tell me about the wedding. Is it big, small, religious, not religious? Um, Is there some way they're making it their own? Oh, really? Everyone's going to be dressed like it's Lord of the Rings and it's on New Year's (laughs) Eve. Okay, good piece of information. (laughs) Um, All those sorts of things. And then from those answers, because, you know, tell me the best the best quality about your friend tell me how does that quality get your friend in trouble you know oh she's so trusting she's the most honest trusting person i've ever met um how does that get her in trouble well there was that time when those guys offered us a ride and they thought you know and suddenly we're in a police chase and you know (laughs) get questions that draw out anecdotes that are fun to tell um And so you can either, e- the client will either email me the answers or we can jump on a call. And then once I have enough information, I can start putting together a rough draft. Because for most of these speeches, the the structure of it is formulaic. What's in it has to be customized. What's in it has to be really special. But
1: So, so- I well, I, I can even just jump in here. Um, how long does it typically how long does this, the process take? Like, at what point should a person be reaching out to you if, if a wedding is coming up on the horizon?
2: Well, the, the sooner the better, just as far as scheduling. Um, I've turned things around overnight for people, um, who it it will, it will cost you more, um, (laughs) if you procrastinate, but you know, I, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, So, but people, yeah, I think people start getting nervous a few weeks beforehand. uh, it starts getting real to them. sometimes they don't decide they need help until they actually sit down to write it, um and then they then they decide, yeah, maybe someone looking over my shoulder, or someone helping me out would be great
0: so. So, Beth, I guess the next question I have is you kind of went through, like, some of your logistics and, and how you build some of these uh, speeches and toasts and what your process is. So I guess just in a more simple question, um, what makes a good toast in your eyes?
2: So there, there's kind of two components. There's the writing of it and then the delivering of it. So So writing it, what makes a good c- toast, is a little bit of humor. Um, you don't have to try to be funny. Life is funny. Truth is funny. You don't, don't try too hard. And if it's not your thing, just be sincere. Um, be honest. If you hate speaking in public and you are dreading this, but these are the only people on the planet that you would ever stand in front of people and speak (laughs) for, say it say that, you know, everyone's yeah. there to have a good time. They're on your side. You don't, you don't need to suffer in silence. And that says a lot about it's honest. And it says a lot about your relationship to the couple or to your friend. Mm. Um, be nice. You know, sometimes it's harder than, <laughs> than other times. Uh, you know, it could be a sibling you don't get along with, or if you might hate the person your friend is marrying, but you know, it, this is, it's a happy day. Mm -hmm. If they're marrying the wrong person and it's going to crash and burn, let them have this one day. Make (laughs) this happy.
1: Well, Uh, at that point, you're at the wedding. I mean, anything you're going to say at the toast, they're already married. It's not going to change anything now. It's just going to make the whole situation (laughs) very uncomfortable. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And there's, there's, there has to be something nice that you can say, you know, I've yeah. never seen Susan this happy, you don't have to finish the sentence, you know, <laughs> with the rest of the sentences, but she's out of her mind. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I... and, and when you're sitting to, to write the toast, don't don't expect it's not going to fall out of you fully formed. So be patient with yourself. Yeah. Sit down and brainstorm all the things you might want to include, all the things you might want to say, the stories you have, the, the funny things that person has said or the nicknames. And if you don't want to, the pressure of sitting down at your computer, start a note on your phone. And just every time you think of something, add it to the note so that when you do sit down, you have a little list, you have a starting point. Uh-huh. Um, think of it as a jigsaw puzzle. So just get all those pieces into the box and then sort of, Dump the then once you have enough you can dump that box out and then like a jigsaw puzzle start with the easy part first start with the edges you know start with your introduce yourself I'm Beth I've known Oprah since we met at Costco um, I, I was buying snow tires she was trying to lift a bag of carrots the size of a Mini Cooper um, you know start with the beginning <laughs> then put down the ending. Please join me in a toast to the bride and groom, to Oprah and Stedman. You know, you know, those are your Fill, <laughs> You know, just gradually try to fill in the middle huh. so you don't get overwhelmed. Um, yeah, I,
0: I, as, as you're going through this, kind of talking about like these, uh, this flow to it. I mean, I've, I've definitely seen uh, speeches both maids of honor and best man that like, it's, it's like they're, they're roasting the gr- the groom for like oh. 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden it's like, but seriously, how awesome is the bride? How awesome is the groom? I love this guy. I've known him for forever. And it's like, wait a second, there's this huge disconnect. Um, and I think just, just a couple of the things that you said, uh, to, to uh, let things flow and just to be nice, right? Like that. And I, I don't know, I feel like that's just a good advice for the, our couples who are listening. Um, that just like some of these little things that's almost uh common sense but not everybody is thinking of it that way they just think of it as like oh i need to be nice at this last part and i uh, need to roast the groom um you know for the first 10 minutes you know
2: oh yeah I- and and it has to be for all it has to be appropriate for all ages you know you, right. your aunt joan is sitting there Their aunt joan is sitting there more <laughs> importantly <laughs> You know, Grandma's there, and, and great-aunt Ella is sitting there. So you don't have to... We know you were in a fraternity together. We get <laughs> it. You don't have to, the time he peed himself in an Amsterdam... You know, uh, when he tried to have sex with a prostitute in Amsterdam. You don't have to go into it. You can say, we went to Amsterdam. I don't remember all of it, but I, I, I think we had fun. You know, you you can allude to stuff... But yes, yeah. don't you know? You want people to think that you like this person, um, and also don't forget the other half of the couple. Um, a, right. a lot of guys in the best man speeches will sort of talk all about their friend, and and then sort of say, "And then he found uh, Betsy." So here's to them. No,
0: like what? <laughs> that, right.
2: That, Betsy, he didn't pick her up off a shelf and put her in his cart. Like he, he you know, they met. I would imagine him meeting her changed your relationship a little bit. Um, You know, there's, there's a little bit of context. So just try to think through all of that.
1: I know I heard something once along the way. Um, and anytime I hear the the, the template of it repeated, I, it always makes me smile. Um, and I don't know the, the full outline of it, but it's basically just to start off by introducing yourself and going through that, but showing gratitude and, and giving compliments. It's just such a nice, positive way. And if you give yourself that bit of outline that like, okay, how can I just show gratitude? You know, thank you. You know, if you're the couple, Thank you all for, for being here and for, holy crap, all of the travel you did. And, and I know how hard it is to find, you know, uh, an outfit this time of year for this type of event, whatever it is, is I'm um, just showing that bit of gratitude to those around you or to, um, if you are the maid of honor or best man, to that person for choosing you to be in that position. And then giving that compliment, giving love, remembering that there's two people there, not just the uh, person that you're closest to, but giving that. And even if you're... A couple because now it's very common for couples to give um, toast or speeches as I like to say because they're not necessarily toasting themselves but it's a great way to compliment your partner from a really sincere standpoint and let them know just how flipping excited you are to be married to them you know it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. wonderful thing and it's such a great way to sort of publicly lift them up right I just, yeah. I, I, I get that roasting and and you know sort of really, um, you know digging in on their not the so best qualities is is potentially funny. I just, oh. I, ugh, it's not my favorite at a wedding when yeah. you're oh, there I, to celebrate this I, wonderful I situation. I agree with
2: you a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely, I agree. Sorry, I stepped on you there, but I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Being funny does not mean being mean. Being funny, first of all, you can take the, you know, you you can. It should if you're gonna make fun of anyone, it should be at your own expense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, be a good citizen, be a good guest. Um, make sure you' you thank the people that are your hosts. Um, yeah. you, it's not hard to find out who's paying for the wedding and even just say, you know, thank all the families. Yeah. Thank them. Make sure that you you thank everyone. I'm sure everyone looks great. Mention it. <laughs> you look, you know, the, the bride and her party look great. The groom probably looks better than he's looked in a while and is, <laughs> as, as does his party. So, yeah, absolutely. Be yes. It's a positive thing. Being funny does not mean being negative.
1: Mm. Agreed. Okay. So on that note, let's take a little bit of a break, Dan. And when we come back, um, I've got some exciting questions for you guys and maybe some good tips. And I'm excited. We'll go from there. Sound Woo-hoo. good? Woo-hoo. Today's episode is sponsored by Warby Parker.
0: Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free with glasses starting at just 95 bucks. Their home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped straight to your home so you can try them out for like five days. After five days are up, you can easily send them back using the prepaid returning shipping label with no obligation to purchase. You you did this, right, Danielle?
1: I did, so when I did my trial, I actually wore them around for most of the day. I got a feel for their comfort and how they looked, and I was able to snag the opinions of the people that I saw throughout the day, including the, my friends on social media. And funny enough, most of the people um, picked the glasses that were probably the least comfortable to wear on my face (laughs) because I have a big head. So I was able to get a feel for them. Otherwise, I would have, if I just went off of looks alone, I would be absolutely regretting my decision today. So yeah, I was happy I got to, you know, when you have them for the five days, you get to feel them out. So that was cool. Yeah.
0: I remember you posting the pictures and people voting on them and stuff. That was really funny. Yeah. so so when you place an order for glasses that you like with your prescription Warby Parker gets started on them right away so you have them crazy fast like in a week and a half if not sooner
1: Yeah and since we know that as a listener of this podcast you have a pretty big heart for every pair of glasses <laughs> sold Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need which is really awesome you guys so to order your free home try-ons today head to warbyparker.trials.com/ring
0: seriously warby parker makes your experience completely risk and stress free with free shipping all around visit warbyparkertrial.com slash ring to get started
1: now back to the show Okay, so we're back. Uh, we are talking with Beth Sherman, who is giving us all kinds of great tips on toast. And I just tips every time I say toast. that, I just think avocado. So, <laughs> Dan, I, I want to actually ask you this question. What, what is uh? the best toast you've ever seen? Or w- maybe the most memorable toast you've ever seen?
0: Uh, hmm. The most memorable me- memorable, bowl, 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 bowl toast uh, I've ever seen was... One a couple years ago, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I've seen lots of really nice toasts, um, but I'm gonna go towards this one uh, because it's what not to do, um, and that is one. There's definitely like a nice time frame that I think it, it, for that is good for people to speak, and that's maybe that two to three minute mark, or unless you're like a great orator, maybe five minutes, and you can keep people interested that whole time. This particular speech was like 30 minutes long, oh. no lie, and he brought. Um, it was a best man speech, and he brought every possible. Uh, topic you could possibly imagine into this it was right around the time that um the election presidential election was going on so he brought like that into it he brought some old um some some advice that like an old uh professor that they both had um and he tied everything to that and it was just like it was just ongoing and rambling and had no compliments to the to the couple um and it was just it was not good. And by the end of it, everybody in the room was feeling awkward and they started talking. And then the couple just like their eyes were getting bigger and everybody was just like, all right, cut it off, dude, cut it off. And uh, yeah, so I would say keep it complimentary. Every, I'm just going to echo everything that Beth is saying and say keep it complimentary and keep it within a nice, neat little time frame, two to three minutes and maybe practice beforehand. Don't do it on like when, when it's game time, when it's test taking time. Somewhere. Yeah, don't
1: make don't make it a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Terrible. It's not good. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Whew.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, Dan, I want to share uh, one of my favorite toasts that has just stuck out in my memory over the Mm -hmm. past um, over the past few years was actually from a wedding that you and I did together um, a few years back. But long story short, to sort of set it up, the couple chose to have a Russian Orthodox ceremony. And if you're familiar with that, um, and especially in this case, (laughs) throughout the entire ceremony, it's the job of the best man to hold this crown, if you will, above the couple's head. And he was specifically holding it over the groom's head. And when I say he had to have his hand up in the air, holding this crown over the groom's head for probably Dan, would you say about 30, 45 minutes or so?
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: The entire time with no break. None whatsoever. He had to hold this crown over, over his. I think it was his best friend's head. And God love him. I my heart was breaking for him because you could just see the sweat and the like. Your your arm had to be burning. Well, cut to the reception, and it was time for that best man to give his toast to the, the the happy newlyweds. So he stands up to do his toast, and he steps over to the side and asks the groom to please join him uh, where he was standing. And he handed that groom a, a what, maybe five or ten pound weight.
0: Yeah, it's five pound weight. <laughs>
1: yep. So he handed him a five pound like free weight dumbbell type thing, and he said, "For the entire duration of my toast, you will now get to hold this weight over my head." So. For <laughs> The entire <laughs> toast, um, the the groom had to stand there holding the weight over the best man's head. And it was just this super funny, very lovely throwback to the ceremony in a, you know, a serious situation just made really light and funny. And he it was I honestly don't remember too much specifically of the toast itself. But just that just that little thing, of course, you're, you're great at that stuff, Dan. But just that little that little funny thing, like he obviously prepared. He brought the weight. It was just that little bit of foresight that I just thought was just so entertaining and it just put a smile on everybody's faces for me that's one that all will always stick out to me so yeah
0: it was it was just that little like something something but then he didn't he didn't keep like badgering him or anything it was uh it was an extremely compassionate i think it was his older brother if i remember correctly it was uh, extremely compassionate and and caring and sweet speech um you know wishing you know well wishes and all that kind of stuff to Mm -hmm. the Uh, to the couple and, you know, all while, uh, Ryan was holding his, uh, you know, weight over his brother's head, but uh, it was, it was really fun. It was, it was all in jest
1: yeah he definitely made a few references about how he could just keep on going <laughs> you know, just to, <laughs> just to extend it a little bit longer but it was just it was it was it was lovely in my opinion mm. um and speaking of lovely another thing I want to talk about is the concept of couples giving thank you speeches obviously we're talking about the more traditional best man toasts or or things like that but um, modern, yeah yeah, uh, I I love when a couple stands up and, and gives their thanks and shows their gratitude and just sends their love right back to the people that are there supporting them and celebrating them. Um, Dan, I know you really enjoyed giving a toast uh, at your wedding, right?
0: I did. Um, for me, it was like it was just it all came back to just being like a gracious host, right? Um, and I'm, we're coming to you in a second, Beth, because I have a question about this, too. Um, but i think it just became like wanting to be a gracious host and and thinking about all the people who had gathered there and many of them traveling across the country and driving you know several hours or whatever um and just standing up there and just uh, expressing one like how excited i was um for everybody to be under one roof for this like very happy reason um two for just just to love on both of our our parents for being supportive and um gracious with their finances and that kind of thing and then lastly to to gush on my, my new bride and just toast to her. Um, and it was just, it was just really exciting. And I, I feel like not too many couples actually stand up and even just say, Hey, thank you so much, everybody for coming. Um, we love you. We're super excited, whatever. Um, and that was just something that I, I hadn't seen. I just felt very compelled to do it. Um, mm-hmm. so Beth, did you give a, did you give a toast uh, to your wife at y- your wedding?
2: Yes, I did make a speech at, uh, our wedding we we had a tiny little wedding it was about twenty people and it it was extremely last minute um, so i I didn't there was so much to plan and prepare for like the wedding itself that i didn't I didn't even think about what I was going to say there but I did say a few words and uh, and then handed the and I was so unprepared um, <laughs> it was completely this was before I started the sideline this was a few years gotcha. ago <laughs> um, and it was a you know a lot of comics in the audience in the in the guests were a lot of comics so <laughs> there was it was a tough room um but no i did i did say a few words and it was really nice because you don't often have the chance Yeah, You know, if you're lucky, there are more than a few occasions in your life where you get a lot of the people that you you love and uh, around you. But it's also it's one of those occasions where it's people from how often you get the chance to have the people from college and your relatives and people that you work with. You know, it just it's such a random group of people. It's all the people that you care about in your life all together for one purpose and that purpose (laughs) is you and honestly the only other time off the top of my head that I can think of that that would happen would be you'll probably be dead you know it's it's a terrible thought but you so you get this chance to and you don't get to say anything at that event (laughs) so (laughs) they
1: all talk about traditionally that's true traditionally yes yes, (laughs) Unless
2: really thought ahead and there's some sort of video presentation um so Hmm you get the ch- so yeah you get the chance to thank sincerely thank people who really have done that um yeah and my at my wedding I got up I said a few words and my wife is is really outgoing on an individual basis but really doesn't like public speaking and she mm-hmm. said absolutely not absolutely not I don't want to speak I don't want to say anything in that case in fact for years before she had said if we're going to get married um, I don't even want to stand up in front of all those people. You'll have to have some sort of cardboard cutout of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just quietly be in the back, like I want to be there, but I don't want everyone looking at me at once. Um, mm. And she's not shy in person, but but then when I stood up to speak at the dinner, um, she took the mic for me.
1: <laughs> she, wow. Wow. She-
2: she, you know, I mean, she, she would because of the moment, you know, she, she felt all of those same things. She wanted to thank people. She wanted to acknowledge we had people in. For, she's English, so we had people in from 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 England and her mom and and just this incredible group of people. Um, so even if you don't think you want to say something or if you think you'll be overwhelmed by the moment, at least think of one or two things. Even if you're going to let your spouse drive that, yeah. At least think of a couple things that you'd like to say if the mood strikes at least stand up there and smile but at least think of a couple things because you probably once you're in that moment you, you're just going to be getting so much love from yeah. from your guests right. Right. and you will feel it and you're literally just standing in the middle of all of this mm-hmm. this love um you probably will want to say something yeah. um, so do I you found... have oh, i'm Go sorry. Ahead. Well. I- also going to say that i think that the bride and the groom giving speeches here is kind of new but what i've learned over the course of doing these speeches is apparently um the groom's speech is very traditional in the uk and in australia mm. so i and i've now written a whole bunch of them um and i think it's beginning to catch on here and then certainly because women go well why are you the only one speaking for us um the the, the brides absolutely you know the other half of the couple Mm -hmm. should certainly be up there but um it's a it's a great tradition that that the groom has a chance to tell the story and to thank everyone um
1: i think it's i think it's great Hundred percent, and I guess to to speak on that more, what you said, I love when the couple gives their their thank you, and both people are there when it's not just one person standing up speaking on their behalf. Granted, only one yeah. person can speak at a time, but to stand up there together in unison is just this lovely, lovely thing. Um, but do you have other tips, um, Beth, for just just delivering this? great toast whether you're the couple or the best man or a maid of honor or a dad whatever it is I feel like you probably have some good bits of nuggets to share with us
2: yes absolutely and this these are the sorts of things that you you often will realize after the fact (laughs) I I wish I had done this um so obviously practice you know don't I wouldn't I would not suggest winging it um so think of what you want to say and practice it. Get you don't have to you don't necessarily have to memorize it. You know, it's not it's not a Broadway show. You don't get extra points for memorizing it. No one's going to think that you love these people any less if you have an index card in your hand. Um, but practice it. Say it out loud as many times as you can. Get the words comfortable coming out of your mouth. Because not only will that help you deliver it better, it's also going to help you fine tune the writing. Because sometimes something that, that looks good on paper just doesn't sound natural coming out of your mouth. And the more right. you say it, um, the more natural it will sound coming out of your mouth. Um, and then, so get yourself to the point where you have it mostly memorized. You know, you're, you're, you're serious about it. If you can't memorize it all the way, no problem. If you're going to bring a card up with yourself or a piece of paper, this is a good trick. When you print out your speech, print it in a big font. So print it 14, 16. Even 18. Because what bumps people is when they're giving a speech. So if you have to look, you may not ever have to look down, look up as much as you can. But if you have to look down and, and find your place in the speech, you don't want it to be like tiny little type because that's when you look down and go, oh, okay, where yep. was I? You know, it's just word <laughs> salad on the on the paper. Um, and that's when people stress out, though, it's because they sort of, they have a little bit of flow, they look down, and then they go, oh, I, I can't find it, I can't find it, whoop, whoop, we're going down. Um, <laughs> and they just lose any momentum or any confidence that they have. So just nice, big print, doesn't matter if you're 25 or if you're 55, have it in nice, big print. Um, okay. Also, um, this is a great pause. See? You know what I didn't do. <laughs> I didn't, it I didn't make good. it pick it up. Um, oh, well, and then another important thing is make sure people can hear you. And oh. there's a really good way to make sure everyone can hear you. Pick up the microphone and ask, can everybody hear me? Uh, <laughs> And it sounds so obvious, but it will tank your speech because if people, because you'll get up there, you'll go, Hey, can I have one's attention? And then just start talking. And you'll think, boy, no one is, no one's laughing at the jokes. No one's really even paying any attention to me. And that's because they can't hear you. Um, So make sure everyone can hear you clearly. Um, If you have to shout or if it's not loud enough, hold it closer to your face. See if someone can do something, but, no one can hear, it, it, it's the worst thing in the world when you you do something and then you, you lose your confidence because you think, no one, wow, I thought people would cry here or laugh here. They're just sort of looking at their plate. Um, if there's someone that you're talking about, point them out. If you say that the bride and the groom met at Nancy's dinner party, point to Nancy. I mean, politely, you know, but point to Nancy. Let the people in the room know that's Nancy. Because if you don't, At 15 different tables, they're going to be saying, which one's Nancy? Is she the one, she's the one with the brown hair? No, she's the one with the, no, she's the blonde. Is she the redhead? I don't know. Is she over there? (laughs) And if they're talking to each other, they're not listening to you. If they're not listening to you, they're not, they're not, it's not a dialogue anymore. And they're not going to laugh at your jokes. And you're going to think, boy, I thought that was really funny. And they didn't, no one laughed. And then again, you lose the confidence that you have. So make sure, um, also make sure you're, last joke is if you're going to have a joke in there, you're going to have something funny in there. um, Make sure it's your last one. It's your closer. So if you get a really big laugh, think about the episode of Seinfeld where George realizes that like he's just going to walk out of the room after he's gotten the biggest laugh in his board meeting. Your your final joke should be the funniest one you have. And the only thing that you should have after that is, you know, is the toast. You know, I wish you a lifetime of happiness.
1: Good night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nailed it. End on a high note. <laughs> that is so key. When, um, whenever we're, uh, I'm sitting down with couples and we're trying to figure out the best order to put the speeches in. If they're having their, uh, maybe uh, a dad is giving a toast, a maid of honor is giving a toast, and a best man, and they're saying, "Well, who do we put first? How who goes last?" I always ask them, "Who do you think is the best speaker?" Because we want to end this on the best note possible. We don't want to end it on someone who's maybe going to be a little bit more. Um, Emotional in a way that's going to bring everybody down. Emotions aren't a bad thing, but in a way that's going to leave everybody feeling a little bit heavy. Because usually these toasts are taking place either right before or in the middle of dinner, um, or at least your your main courses of food. So you want to give people this. Um, positive overall experience you can still share moments and you know maybe bring a little bit of tears to the eyes but you want to leave it on a really high note so that's so important so i always ask is is there somebody who's going to be a little bit more sappy let's put them either in the middle or in the beginning and end on someone who's just going to nail it out of the park um to me that's that's the easiest way to try and to try and figure out your best order because it's you know it's it this way it's it's just giving your guests the best experience possible too
2: Absolutely. Set your speakers up for success, right? Set, you know, set everyone up for success. It doesn't, it, there may be a traditional order, but if you know that someone is going to just hit it out of the park, let right. them close it. Let the person that's super crazy nervous, offer them a chance to go first so they can get it over with. Don't make yes. them sit there thinking "Do I have to follow this.
1: I have to follow this. <laughs> or, uh, give them, make them sit there all night, knowing with that pit in the stomach, oh, I still have to give my toast. I still have to give my toast. And some people will opt, you know, not to uh, enjoy in any, uh, partake in any libations. You know, they won't have any drinks until they give their toast because they just want to make sure that they're not um, stumbling through it and they're, you know, presenting with their best foot forwards. So for some of them, if you wait too long to have them give their toast, they're just a nervous, anxious wreck by the time they get up there to do it. Whereas um, I like to give... Uh, all of our couples, um, well, all of our groups of people with our wedding party, I give them heads up when they're going to be speaking so that they have an idea. So it's not all day they're just going, okay, wait, wait, did they just announce me to give my toast? No. Okay. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, was that my name? <laughs> this is time. when you're going to do it and it's going to be good. Bring your glass up with you. Don't forget to give a toast. All those things. And makes it a little bit more enjoyable for that person too. Because if you're asking this person to give a toast at your wedding, they mean a great deal to you, obviously. So you want to give them an opportunity to, to put their best foot forward and to just have a really great, uh, experience on their end as well because yeah they're standing up there for you but this is a life moment that uh, that they're on I know when my sister got married I was super young I was 13 and for months um, she asked me to be her maid of honor but for months I was petrified out of my mind that I was going to have to stand up and give a toast and I was 13 years old I had no idea what I was doing and it wasn't until my <laughs> sister said like Danny you don't you don't have to give a toast if you don't want to and I was like oh thank god <laughs> because I I would for of all at that age i was dealing with so many emotions and, and lord knows what else to even try and go up there and say something but just the thought of as a kid going up there i didn't have that confidence at that age but she thought yeah. of me and she knew that i loved her and she knew that i was going to do everything i could as her maid of honor um to, to make her day awesome but that was not going to be one of those things she knew i would have gone through that day to have having panic attacks at that age at the thought of it so it's just about doing what's um What's really great for for everybody involved, and I just I love that so much.
0: Hmm. One of the things that you said, Danielle, before was, um, and just a quick interjection here is like that this is uh, like obviously those people that are standing up there and they're they're talking about you and your life, so they're special people, right? Um, and my cousin Ryan and I, we promised each other when we were like 11, I think at my cousin Scott's wedding, that we were going to be best men in each other's weddings. And um, my cousin Ryan has never, he was never really like a super emotional guy. And I I kind of poked fun at him a little bit in my speech to him when he got married. Um, But what I thought was really interesting is how seriously he took when he did my, um, the speech at our wedding. And he, he practiced, he wrote it down. What I think is interesting is how people are still talking about that speech. I still think about that speech, and I wish he would have given me his, his speech. So maybe that's one of the other things is um, – Ask uh, your best man or maid of honor if they have the speech written down, if you can keep it uh, afterwards, if you can just have that piece of paper. Maybe as a memento. I don't know if you're scrapbook people or not, but uh, I did not get that. And there's many times where like w- w- I, we didn't have video or anything. Um, and part of me is thinking, you know, it, it's it's nice that I just have this memory of it that's maybe better than it actually is. Um, but but that's just something I would highly encourage people to do is, hey, grab the speech if you can, uh, if, if they'll allow you to to be able to have it for a keepsake, because it's it's a special moment.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great gift as well, if you want to yeah. sort of put it together or make a really nice version of it for someone. I
1: love that. That makes sense. Beth, this is something that, that you do for a lot of people. Um, and I, I think it's just so awesome. I didn't even realize that this was um, really, an option, and not to sound ignorant about it, but I didn't, and I think if I didn't see it as a as an option, I think many other people didn't either. But do you have any tips for people who are who are trying to do it without the help of a professional?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and everything I said sort of goes you know goes without saying that it's for it's it's to do it yourself. I mean, the biggest tip I would have is you can. You can do this. You absolutely can do this. You can write something that you will love, that the the people you're addressing are going to love. Be confident in yourself. Be confident in, in the reasons that they asked you to speak and just approach it bit by bit by bit by bit. Even if you if you're really stressed about it, just keep making notes of things that you might want to say, things you might want to say, because just that brainstorm, whether it's you know intense for an hour or whether you do it from the time they ask you when you've got five months to sort of slowly write things down, um, collect all that information, then start to put it together like a puzzle, ask. If you have, you know, ask friends to read it, ask someone that you respect or, or someone whose opinion you you respect to read it um, and let it slowly come into focus. Let it slowly mm. shape itself. Um, a five-minute speech written at sort of 12-point type double space is yeah, maybe about two pages, not much more than that, maybe even a little bit less. So that's yeah. what you're aiming for. It's not a book... It's not a report, it's not a thesis. It's a very reasonable amount of stuff. You've got a lot of business that you take care of on either end, Um, introducing yourself, recognizing people, thanking people. So you've got, especially if you're the bride or the groom, a lot of it's kind of written for you. You know, Mm -hmm. you kind of know what you want to say. How you say it may be different. You may want to include a little humor when you're thanking if you're not the host whoever the hosts are um you're you're thanking all, all the hard work that you know the the your maid of honor or thanking the maid of honor for the bachelorette party and the bachelor thanking the best man for the without going into detail for for the bachelor party um thanking your guests for coming it's always easy to throw a joke in for that i mean at at, at our wedding we got married in late november in california and we lucked out and it was an 80 degree day well a good handful of our guests were from england because that's where my wife is from and uh you know i kept we we thanked them for coming pretty much last minute for them coming here and sort of realized halfway through what i was saying that that they were all sitting in the sun (laughs) you know (laughs) they were all (laughs) they were all sunburned um and that really, yes, thanking them. So there was, a, you know, a, a nice amount of humor. Like, they look how selfless you are. You were willing to come from London uh, with <laughs> 40 <laughs> degrees and raining sideways in November. Um, all the way here just to, just to, to, to show your love. Um, just because you like us so much. What, God, uh-huh. what heroes you are. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, just be, just relax and, and be yourself. Everyone's there because they like you.
1: That's awesome. I yeah. think I think in talking through all this stuff, what you said about printing out a toast, um, you know, not necessarily feeling like you need to memorize it all, but printing it out in this nice large font is awesome. I've also seen um people go up there with their phones, which I don't know what it is. Blip. Um What was that, no. Dan?
0: Blech. I know. Yeah, I'm not,
1: I- not a fan. I'm not no. either, and I I get it because it's it's convenient. You've probably got it on you, but I just feel like the slightest um, the slightest notification that pops up, you know, your phone turns off. You got to turn it back on. You have to unlock it. All of those things are just these little distractions that are going to potentially take you out of that moment. And I get it, um, but I would challenge you if you are going to write something out and have something on your person to think about. What's what's in your hand? Because I think there's this very um, odd view of seeing um, a person standing in front of a microphone, giving this beautiful toast, but also looking down at their, this phone, something that you know is everybody's distraction in their life. So it's just an, a th- thing to think about. And speaking of your hands... Think about um, so you have your speech in your hand, are you holding a microphone? are you holding your what the glass that you're toasting with what what all are you holding because at the end of the day you have two hands so you can only juggle and balance so much so there is nothing wrong if you are say going up um, to a band either asking one of the band members to hold your drink or putting your drink down at a table nearby so that at the end you can still cheers to the couple or cheers to whoever you're cheersing to. Um, but just yeah. think think about those things in ad- advance if you can. I'm am a I'm an overthinker, so these are the only things that I think about <laughs> in my life, but... It's 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 all those those little moments um and all those little details that will make you feel that much comfortable because if you're walking up there with a drink in hand and your toast in your hand and then the band member hands you a microphone you're suddenly going oh, i don't know what to
0: do what do i do <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> and you know you just, it's if if anything that i'm taking away from what beth is saying it's about this confidence and just yeah just having a moment where people are listening to you, sharing your thoughts, and just sending out this like good, positive vibes into the world. And you know, we just like to set you up for success, success, success. Never mind, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, failed at that. Never mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's uh, terrific advice. And also, you know, the band is great. And you know, have a stool if you need to put something down. Yes. They'll they'll often have a stool. There'll be a chair. There'll be something. But. you'll have plenty of time to look at the situation, look up at wherever you are, you might might stay right where you are, you might be in your place, you might go somewhere, you might go on stage, you might, but wherever you are, think it through, you have the time, it's not Mm -hmm. the the day of, you will have the time and none of the requests that you'll make are going to overwhelm the waiter or the band leader or anybody that works there. A busboy can get you a stool or a chair. They're small requests, so take your time, think it through. That's really great advice because the last thing you want to do is stress uh-huh. for it for three months, put a lot of time and effort into it, pay me to help you with it, and then get up there and and have to juggle, you know, and have to, you know, have your speech in your armpit or something yes. while trying to hold a gin and tonic and a microphone at the same time without electrocuting yourself. Yes, right.
0: <laughs> Um, this You actually brought up something about like depending on where you're going to stand. Um, and sometimes you get thrown all over the place. You're up at a band. You're standing by the couple. You're facing the couple. You're facing everybody else. Your couple, the back is your back is to the couple. Um, one of the things visually that I really like to see is is the the speech giver standing next to the couple, if that's possible. So that way you can both like interact with them on a very personal level. You can touch them, put your hand on their back or whatever, and also speak to the, the audience. Um, and then like secondary, if I'm just purely talking about something, uh, visual is, is actually standing out, uh, looking towards them. Um, cause it depends on the, the setup of the room or something, but those are my, my two favorites is maybe saying in the middle of the dance floor, looking out at everybody, uh, and you know, uh, Uh, or looking at at the couple um is there is there any specific way that uh you like to see that or where you like to be when uh you're giving a toast uh or facing you know i mean like i guess i guess it's the question i have is like you're giving the toast about the couple to everybody else um i don't know
1: it is a very natural question that comes up is where do i stand who do i look at yeah so yeah
2: well, where you stand I think is more up to where um the the practicalities of the room and and mm-hmm. would be your more your area of expertise Danielle of how you can sort of arrange <laughs> people and maybe well but I mean maybe that's something that you're thinking of in terms of how you're setting up the seating or you know mm-hmm. it's, okay this is how we're setting it up and then naturally okay so then this would probably be where someone would you know they would go um, and then for but who, for who you look at, look at the person you're talking about. Um, mm. This is like anything else. It's it's it sounds like it's a monologue, but really it's a dialogue. So yeah. even if people aren't speaking, your their attention is the other half of the conversation. So if you're talking about the bride and the groom, that they're, well, they're probably sitting together. So that's easy <laughs> to make yeah, eye right. with them. But look at them. I mean, you know, make sure that you occasionally sort of swing around the room and, and look around the room. But mainly you're you're talking to them. This is this is you. That, that's why they have brought you here. So try not to have your head buried in whatever it is that you're don't read your speech. Have anything that you write down for yourself. That's your safety net. But, you know, Mm -hmm. safety net means safety net means try not to use it unless you absolutely need it. So look up, talk to them, uh, because that's what's going to give you the best moment. That's what's going to give you. You're going to see you're going to well up. They're going to well up. I Mm -hmm. mean, you're really going to see the reaction to what you're saying. I mean, it's it's in a lot of ways. It's it's a love note. You're telling someone that you love them and that you appreciate them. If you were doing that to your significant other, you know, over over a meal, you you wouldn't do it while looking at the menu. You know, wouldn't do it while while, you know playing with the silverware or looking around the room to see when the appetizer's coming. You know, you, you wouldn't do it looking at your glass. So so try it. It it can feel scary if you're not used to public speaking or comfortable speaking in public. But that also can really be your anchor. Mm, you know, for sure. keep for sure. so so it can be the most frightening thing, but it can also make you forget about all those other people that are around you in, in a good way. Um, focus on them, <laughs> and oh. and if you talk about you know the 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 bride and groom's parents or you're thank you know because you're thanking them for hosting, look at them. You're, that's how people know th- I mean that's a way of showing that you're sincere look at them if you're thanking your own parents if you're the bride and groom and you're thanking your own parents how often do you get a chance to do that to stand up and publicly thank your parents for for everything they've done for you let alone the amount of money that they probably spent on this event but to really thank them look at them and look at their reaction savor that moment this is it's a it's a it's not one that you get too often that's
0: beautiful. Oh, I'd love that so much. Um, well, I guess uh, I guess the the last question is, uh, you know, what else is there? Uh, you know, is there any final thoughts that you have or any uh, final little tidbits that you'd like to share?
2: Well, I just I, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're preparing a speech, it's a once in a lifetime or a toast. It's a no matter who you are in the ceremony, um, it's it's probably a once, or at least a very few times in a lifetime event. Don't <laughs> yeah. be afraid to ask for help and help can be asking a friend to listen to your speech, asking a friend to read your speech, hiring somebody like me to give you feedback to help you to write it for you and then you you personalize it more. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. I I write all kinds of speeches. I've written bunches of eulogies for people because it's another kind of a once-in-a-life, well, no pun intended, but a once-in-a-lifetime event. <laughs> but, you know, someone who is very, you're trying to honor someone that's very, very close to you. And sometimes you need a little perspective. Sometimes those outside eyes can really help you put together your thoughts in a way um, that you might just be too a little bit too close to. Um, yeah. it, you, wouldn't, there, you wouldn't do your taxes yourself. I mean, you could, but... If you go to someone who does them day in and day out, they can do it a lot faster and they can see things in it that you can't necessarily see. So don't be afraid to ask for help. You're not in a bubble. And especially if it's the bride and the groom speech, ask one another or ask a best friend so that you can surprise the person that you're speaking about.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Um, Where should we tell everybody to connect with you or how should they connect with you?
2: Uh, I've got a website. It's uh, My name's Beth Sherman, and it's the very cleverly named BethSherman.com.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks for being on today, Beth. That was awesome.
2: My pleasure. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Woo.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It Podcast. We
1: love you. <laughs> and if you haven't yet, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps us out so much, you guys.
0: You can find the show notes for today's episode at com. Oh, and don't forget, um, connect with us on all of the socials.
1: Yep, I am at DPNAC, D P N A K, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest.
0: And I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest.
1: And remember, you can always send us your questions on our website or on the Put A Ring On It podcast Facebook page. We really do our best to answer every single one we get, and we might even include yours in an upcoming episode.
0: Finally, know that you are awesome. And no matter what, remember that your wedding is going to kick butt!
1: Yeah, it is. Bye, guys.